0: Section 8 of The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 9. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 9, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night nine hundred and three. Now, when it was the nine hundred third night, she said, "It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that Shimas the Wazir said to the king, and now Almighty Allah hath accepted of us and answered our petition, and brought us speedy relief, even as He did to the fishes in the pond of water." The king asked, "And how was that?" And what is this tale?" And Shemus answered him, Hero King, the story of The Fishes and the Crab. In a certain place there was a piece of water, wherein dwelt a number of fishes, and it befell that the pond dwindled away, and shrank, and wasted, till there remained barely enough to suffice them, and they were nigh upon death, and said, "'What will become of us? How shall we contrive, and of whom shall we seek counsel for our deliverance?' "'Thereupon arose one of them, who is the chiefest in wit and age, and cried, "'There is nothing will serve us, save that we seek salvation of Allah. "'But let us consult the crab, and ask his advice. "'So come ye all, and hie we himwards, and hear his reed.' for he is indeed the chiefest and wisest of us all in coming upon the truth. Each and every approved of the fish's advice, and betook themselves in a body to the crab, whom they found squatted in his hole without news or knowledge of their strait. So they saluted him with the salam, and said, O our Lord, doth not our affair concern thee, who art ruler and the head of us? The crab returned their salutation, replying, "'And on you be the peace. What aileth you? And what do you want?' So they told him their case, and the strait wherein they were in, by reason of the wastage of the water, and that, when it should be dried up, destruction would betide them, adding, "'Wherefore we come to thee, expecting thy counsel, and what may bring us deliverance?' For thou art the chiefest and the most experienced of us, the crab bowed his head awhile and said, "Doubtless ye lack understanding in that ye despair of the mercy of Allah Almighty and his care for the provision of his creatures one and all. know ye not that Allah extolled and exalted be he provideth all his creatures without account." and that he foreordained their daily meat ere he created aught of creation and appointed to each of his creatures a fixed term of life and an allotted provision of his divine almight. how then shall we burthen ourselves with concern for a thing which in his secret purpose is indite wherefore it is my rede that ye can do naught better than to seek aid of allah almighty and it behoveth each of us to clear his conscience with his Lord, both in public and private, and pray him to succour us and deliver us from our difficulties. For Allah the Most High disappointeth not the expectation of those who put their trust in him, and rejecteth not the supplications of those who prefer their suit to him. When we have mended our ways, our affairs will be set up and all will be well with us, and when the winter cometh, and our land is deluged by means of a just one's prayer, he will not cast down the good he hath built up. so tis my counsel that we take patience and await what Allah shall do with us, and death come to us as is wont, we shall be at rest, and if there befall a sort that calleth for flight. We will flee and depart our land, whither Allah will. Answered all the fishes with one voice, Thou sayest sooth, O our lord, Allah requite thee for us with weal. Then each returned to his stead, and in a few days the Almighty vouchsafed unto them a violent rain, and the place of the pond was filled fuller than before. On likewise, O king, continued Shimas. We despaired of a child being born to thee, and now that God hath blessed us, and thee, with this well-omened Son, we implore him to render him blessed indeed, and make him the coolth of thine eyes, and a worthy successor to thee, and grant us of him the like of that which he hath granted us of thee. For Almighty Allah disappointeth not those that seek him, and behoveth none to cut off hope of the mercy of God." Then rose the second wazir, and saluting the king with the alarm, spake, after his greeting was returned, as follows. Verily, a king is not called a king, save he give presents, and do justice, and rule with equity, and show munificence, and wisely govern his lieges, maintaining the obligatory laws and apostolic usages established among them, and justifying them, one against other, and sparing their blood and warding off hurt from them and of his qualities should be that that he never abide in curious of the poor and that he succour the highest and lowest of them and give them each the right to them due so that they all bless him and are obedient to his command without doubt a king who is after this wise of his lieges is beloved and gaineth of this world eminence and of the next honour and favour With the creator thereof. And we, the body politic of thy subjects, acknowledge in thee, O king, all the attributes of kingship I have noted, even as it is said, the best of things is that the king of a people be just and equitable, their physician skilful, and their teacher experienceful, acting according to his knowledge. Now we enjoy this happiness, after we had despaired of the birth of a son to thee, to inherit thy kingship. However, Allah, extolled be his name, hath not disappointed thine expectation, but hath granted thy petition by reason of the goodliness of thy trust in him, and thy submission of thine affairs to him. Then fare fall thy hope, there hath betided thee that which betided the crow and the serpent. Asked the king, What was that? And the wazir answered, Hear, O king, the tale of the crow and the serpent a crow once dwelt in a tree he and his wife in all delight of life till they came to the time of the hatching of their young which was the midsummer season when a serpent issued from its hole and crawled up the tree wriggling around the branches till it came to the crow's nest where it coiled itself up and there abode all the days of the summer whilst the crow was driven away and found no opportunity to clear his home nor any place wherein to lie when the days of heat were past the serpent went away to its own place and quoth the crow to his wife let us thank almighty allah who hath preserved us and delivered us from this serpent albeit we are forbidden from increase this year yet the lord will not cut off our hope so let us express our gratitude to him for having vouchsafed us safety and soundness of body. Indeed, we have none other in whom to confide, and if he will, and we live to see the next year, he will give us other young in the stead of those we have missed this year. Next summer, when the hatching season came round, the serpent again sallied forth from its place, and made for the crow's nest. But as it was coiling up a branch, a kite swooped down on it and struck claws into its head and tear it. Whereupon it fell to the ground a swoon, and the ants came out upon it and ate it. So the crow and his wife abode in peace and quiet and bred a numerous brood, and thanked Allah for their safety and for the young that were born to them. In like manner, O King," continued the Wazir it behoveth us to thank God for that wherewith he hath favoured thee, and us, in vouchsafing us this blessed child of good omen, after despair and the cutting off of hope. May he make fair thy future reward, and the issue of thine affair. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say her permitted say. End of night 903 Night 904 now when it was the nine hundred and fourth night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that when the second wazir had ended with the words allah make fair thy future award and the issue of thine affair the third wazir presently rose and said rejoice o just king in the assurance of present prosperity and future felicity for him whom the denizens of earth love the denizens of heaven likewise love And indeed, Almighty Allah hath made affectation to be thy portion, and hath established it in the hearts of the people in thy kingdom. Wherefore to him be thanks and praise from us, and from thee, so he may deign increase his bounty unto thee, and unto us in thee. For know, O King, that man can originate naught but by command of Allah the Most High, and that he is the giver and all good which befalleth the creature hath its end and issue in him he alloteth his favours to his creatures as it liketh him to some he giveth gifts galore while others he doometh barely to win their daily bread some he maketh lords and captains and others recluses who abstain from the world and aspire but to him for he it is who saith I am the harmer with adversity, and the healer with prosperity. I make whole, and I make sick. I enrich, and impoverish. I kill, and quicken. In my hand is everything, and unto me all things do tend. Wherefore, it behoveth all men to praise him. Now especially thou, O king, art of the fortunate, the pious, of whom it is said, the happiest of the just is he for whom Allah uniteth the weal of this world, and of the next world, who is content with that portion which Allah allotteth to him, and who giveth him thanks for that which he hath established. And indeed he that is rebellious, and seeketh other than the dole which God hath decreed unto him, and for him, favoureth the wild ass and the jackal. The king asked, and what is the story of the twain?" The wazir answered, "'Here, O King, the tale of, the wild ass, and the jackal!' A certain jackal was wont every day to leave his lair, and fare forth questing his daily bread. Now one day, as he was in a certain mountain, behold, the day was done, and he set out to return." when he fell in with another jackal who saw him on the tramp and each began to tell his mate of the quarry he had gotten quoth one of them the other day i came upon a wild ass and i was unhungered for it was three days since i had eaten so i rejoiced in this and thanked almighty allah for bringing him into my power then i tear out his heart and ate it and was full and returned to my home that was three days ago since which time i have found nothing to eat yet i am still full of meat when the other jackal heard his fellow's story he envied his fulness and said in himself there is no help but that i eat the heart of a wild ass so he left feeding for some days till he became emaciated and nigh upon death and bestirred not himself neither did his endeavour to get food but lay coiled up in his earth. And while he was thus, behold, one day there came out two hunters, trudging in quest of quarry, and started a wild ass. They followed on its trail, tracking him all day, till at last one of them shot at him a forked arrow, which pierced his vitals, and reached his heart, and killed him in front of the jackal's hole. Then the hunters came up, and finding him dead, pulled out the shaft from his heart, but only the wood came away, and the forked head abode in the ass's belly. So they left him where he lay, expecting that others of the wild beasts would flock to him. But when it was eventide, and nothing fell to them, they returned to their abiding-places. The jackal, hearing the commotion at the mouth of his home, lay quiet till nightfall, when he came forth of his lair, groaning for weakness and hunger and seeing the dead ass lying at his door rejoiced with joy exceeding till he was like to fly for delight and said praised be allah who hath won me my wish without toil verily i had lost hope of coming at a wild ass or aught else and assuredly the almighty hath sent him to me and drave him fall to my homestead then he sprang on the body and tearing open its belly thrust in his head and with his nose rummaged about its entrails till he found the heart and tearing a tit-bit swallowed it but as soon as he had so done the forked head of the arrow stuck deep in his gullet and he could neither get it down into his belly nor bring it forth of his throttle so he made sure of his destruction and said of a truth It beseemeth not the creature to seek for himself aught over and above that which Allah hath allotted to him. Had I been content with what he appointed to me, I had not come to this destruction. Wherefore, O king, added the wazir, it becometh man to be content with whatso Allah hath distributed to him, and thank him for his bounties to him, and cast not off hope of his lord. And behold, O king, because of the purity of thy purpose and the fair intent of thy good works allah hath blessed thee with a son after despair wherefore we pray the almighty to vouchsafe him length of days and abiding happiness and make him a blessed successor faithful in the observance of thy covenant after thy long life then arose the fourth wazir and said verily and the king be a man of understanding a frequenter of the gates of wisdom and Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of night nine hundred and four